Welcome to Active Word with Bishop Ishmael Sam of the Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Called of God, he ministers under the anointing of his father, Bishop Daghiwad Mills. Bishop Sam is the resident bishop of the Loyalty House International, Abbey Dawenya, of the Dawenya Afenya Link Road. He oversees many churches, both in Ghana and abroad. May the power of God be activated in your life today as you listen to Active Word. The spirit of love 
the spirit of wholeness, the spirit of humility. You can do it better for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you ready for what is coming? Are you ready for the word of God? You know, the church can also be likened to a spiritual restaurant. Hallelujah. We have come here to be fed, to eat at the presence of the Lord. Amen. We have received status worship time, praise time, prayer time, to whet our appetite for what is about to come for the main meal. Hallelujah. And it is time for the main meal to be delivered unto us. Are you ready? And to do that is our own pastor, our own bishop, our own prophet in the house. But before, let's stand to our feet as we sing something good is going to happen to you. Something good is coming your way.
how many of you are expecting Jesus to pass your way today? Are you sure? Then Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way today. Do you believe it? Say, pass me not, O gentle Savior. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Today, answer all my prayers before you leave me. And before I leave here, in the name of Jesus. Wonderful. Let's take our seats. Wow. It's a wonderful day. It's a powerful day. And I believe that we are going to be blessed because we came. Amen. We are going to be blessed because we came. Um, powerful time. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 4. I'm going to start a beautiful series that is going to bless your heart. Hallelujah. That's going to bless your heart. And I'm going to take a lot of the things I'm going to read and preach from this book written by a prophet, our pastor, our bishop, and our father. Every father wants their children to do well, isn't it? So whatever food you give to their children is so that they'll, be, they'll do well. Hallelujah. And this book is, He that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him hmm, shall be taken, even that which he hath. Wow. So you see that this book is a very, very powerful book. It contains very powerful keys and secrets to having more. And explains why people who don't seem to have always continue not to have. Unless and except something comes in to change the situation. Amen. So you see that those who have, they always have. So in Matthew, sorry, Mark chapter 4, verse 25, say, For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken, even that which he hath. And in Matthew chapter 13, verse 12, and these are the words of Jesus, isn't it? I, these are the words of Jesus. Is that not so? So it's Jesus who is saying, Matthew 13, 12, For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever had not, from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. If a man said so, you will say that, look, the man is not um, balanced. It's, this is not correct. It's, if, he, if you see someone who doesn't have, you should be moved by compassion and give. Why would you say that if you don't have now, even what you have shall be taken? It's not fair. It's not reasonable. But we thank God that it's Jesus who is saying this. You get it? And even said it in Matthew 25. Matthew 25, 24 following. Let's go there. He even said so again in Matthew 25, 24 following. He said, Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee 
that thou art an hard man, reaping when thou hast not sown, and gathering when thou hast not sowed. Usually, poor people are always looking for somebody to blame. Somebody in anything, system, history, past to blame. Usually. So he said, I knew you. I knew you. You reap, you are a hard man. You reap where you have not sown. And you gather where you have not sowed. The next verse. His Lord said unto him, no, Matthew 25, 24 following. So now it's 25. Who is at the place there? And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent, sorry, thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. Hmm. So he said, I'm afraid. You see, so you realize that the main reason was there, but he started blaming somebody. Do you get it? Then the next verse. His Lord answered and said unto him, that wicked and slothful servant. So you see, the main reason why the, problem, the person had the problem, which we'll get into, was that the person had a character flaw. The person had the problem. And this is Jesus. If may say another man of God was saying this, his father or her, you would say, oh, he's trying to make an excuse. But this is Jesus. How many of you know that Jesus is ever right? Never wrong, isn't it? Yes. So he says that, Jesus said to the servant too, who didn't have, say, thou wicked and slothful servant, you know that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. So he didn't deny. Assuming I am what, who he said I am. Then he goes on to the next verse. Thou oughtest therefore to have put them my money to the exchanges. And then at my coming, I should have received my own with usury. Oh, that, that word I always spoke of usury. Or usury. You know, with usury. If you knew that, listen to this, oh, you should have. You see, you should have put my money. You should have done something. And this is going to explain something to do with people's character. People's character, what to do. Even if, which means there are certain things that if you have, no matter the situation you find yourself, you are able to make profit. You're able to make profit. Do you get it? So you say you should have, and at my coming, I should have had it with, um, usually will be another word, interest. I should have had it with interest. Then the next verse. Take therefore, take therefore the talent from him. And give it unto him which had ten talents. Have you seen? Now, he didn't have. And if you read the story, the power of the talent, he gave some this, he gave them five, he gave them one. And then this that he comes to. And say, the one who doesn't have and didn't add anything to it, take it from him and add it to the one who, who has. Give him more. Give him more. And if you are a socialist or something and you want to be a politically correct, he said, no, let distrib- let's collect what they have and distribute it equally. But he didn't say that. Say, take the one who doesn't have, take it. And give it to one who has more. And then the next verse, 
He said that, and that's why he said, for unto everyone that has shall be given. Are you seeing it? Unto everyone that has shall be given. And he shall have abundance. So some of you who don't understand why people are poor, and you always feel that you want to be overly um, compassionate, overly compassionate, to always want to help them. Listen to this carefully. Even what he has, but from him that had not, shall be taken away, even which he has. Yeah. So Jesus is saying, you see, all these scriptures, Jesus is confirming to other, if you have, you will get more. It's a principle. And I've been to notice that it's those who have who get more. And you get to know that it's because of something that they are doing. You get it? It's because of something that they are doing. For instance, those who have jobs are those who are likely to have more jobs. Do you know that? Do you know why? Because if I come to start a job, let's say a big hotel comes to Ghana, moving pay comes to Ghana, and they're looking for a chef. Who do, where do you think they are likely to go and look for, for a chef? Another hotel where a chef is already working and has a name and does well. They are more likely to go than a chef who has just finished school and doesn't know, know anything. So the one who has the job is more likely to have more. Is that not so? Yes. Is more likely to have more. It's because he's doing something right. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. The one who has customers, you will see that you are selling the same area, and yet any time they want something to buy, they want to go to that place to go and buy. Watch it. All of us say watch it. But then they will tell that there's a place called Katawodiyesu. So people have driven all over Accra and they have, they have parked their cars waiting to buy the same watch that another watch seller sells. Because something that she has is making her have more. Like you have Kenke House somewhere around in Tema. And you go, cars are packed. Cases. The same Kenke. Do you get it? So if you have, haven't you even noticed that there will be some girls eh? every day. They are the ones guys are proposing to them. And the ones who don't have beloved rather, no one is still proposing to them. Even when they get married, say people are proposing to them. It's obvious that they have something. They have something. Do you get it? They are apart from maybe maybe buttocks or whatever, but they have something. <laughs> Maybe apart from the botox. Because all of you have the botox. Some. <laughs> but they have something. Actually, sometimes actually ask, why is it that you are the one who, you are the one who is always falling into this trouble? You are the one who, who every day. But you see, just that now when you get to see them, you channel it to the right course. If it's not already right. Do you get it? So they have some, maybe the way they talk. The way they talk, maybe the way they serve people. Maybe the way they behave, the way they smile. Maybe. Is it something nice about what they do? Footballers, 
you will see that as a window, summer window is going to open. Already some people have money, and yet some teams are still chasing. They have all, but they are going to get more. So there's something. There's something that is in what those people have. You see, so now, if you see that somebody is doing well, maybe you need, you need to ask yourself, you need to stop and ask yourself, what does the person have? What is he doing right? Maybe that's what you need to ask. You get it? Not only the money you are seeing. When you see that a church is doing well, ask yourself, what are they doing right? Because whatever you are doing, if you keep doing it, then you are going to have more. Are you getting what I'm saying? They're going to have more. So we want to go into this Jesus' words to understand. Hallelujah. To understand this, why it is so. Is that not so? We want to go into the Bible to understand why Jesus said so. Why did he say so? Amen. That those who have, will have more. And I'm telling you that usually they have certain things. Even people come to church. And that some people are selected to do something. And you are not always selected. You ask yourself, why? And everywhere that can there are the people who have been called to do. You ask yourself, why? It means the people do certain things and they have something. They have something that, and they continually, continually, they continually <laughs> or continuously are doing the right thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if you have, you, you, you will continue to do positive things. And by the time you realize, things are coming to you. Amen. No, it, I, you see, there are certain things when you do, it automatically takes you to a certain place. It is even like the anointing. It's even like the anointing. You see, they, when they sent somebody, John sent people to go to Jesus. He asked them, are you the one who, who is to come or shall we wait for another? Are you here with me? Are you the one who is to come or shall we wait for another? Do you know what Jesus did? He just caught people, started healing the sick, started healing the blind. And he said, go and tell John what you see. You get it. He didn't say, go and tell John that I'm anointed. He said, go and tell John what you see. You know that what he is doing is the evidence of the anointing. Remember, if you also do the same, it means that you'll be anointed. It's as simple as that. It'll be as simple as that. So, so the anointing itself, you see, comes by certain things. For instance, we say that if you listen to messages, if you preach, you read a book and you preach, if you see a, a great man of God and you follow, like I would say, follow those who, who through patience and faith and have inherited the promise. As you follow, do you get it? You are more likely to stumble into the anointing. Because what you are following is, is eventually going to lead you into the anointing. Do you get it? If you see Jolof, if you see Jolof, you get it. Now, you can see Jolof, say, I want Jolof. I want Jolof. And you can go and stand somewhere and pray. Two people. One will go and stand somewhere, Lord, I pray. Give me Jolof. Give me Jolof. Lord, I'm fasting and praying. This Jolof, I like it. Wow. The another person gets to hear that to do Jolof, you need tomatoes. You need onion, you need pepper, you need salt, lion. <laughs> you need oil, you need rice, you need rice. 
You need meat. Pork. You need pork, not meat. <laughs> if you want to do the right one. You need pork. You see? And then you need oil. Just in case it doesn't become red. You need red oil to pour into it. So that <laughs> the color. So I don't understand why people worry themselves. You are doing that thing. They say it's not it becoming red. Just pour oil in it. <laughs> make it. Make it red. And I want a red oil. Red jollof. You see? Now, one is praying, and one sees these ingredients. You get it? And without even thinking, I'm going to make jollof. He decides, he, he takes a book that tells a recipe for jollof. So he takes a book. One is here praying, Lord, I want to eat jollof. Let the jollof come. Oh, Lord, jollof. You make a jollof, jollof, jollof. You make a soul, do everything, you pray. The another person has seen the ingredients, a recipe. He's just there. He knows that he reads the book. They will say, if you put, first of all, you boil the water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you see, people, don't worry. <laughs> first, first of all, put oil in the, in the pan. <laughs> you, God forgive you your sins, people. Put oil in the pan. Second, so, cut the onion. I'm just looking at the book, what the book is saying. Cut onion, put it in the oil. Number three, put pepper into the thing. Number four, I don't know how to do jollof, but I'm just doing what they're asking me to do. Put tomato in the um, oil. And then, then stir. Then I'm stirring. Then you are still praying, Lord, jollof. But I'm there, staring. Salt. Now I put salt in it. Then when I finish, I look at my rice. No, I put water in the water I've done. Then when I finish, I look at my rice and I pour the rice. They say two cups to this measure of water. I do it without even knowing. But then I realize I have jollof. If I come to look for somebody who does jollof, between the two, who would, you, who would you say can do jollof? I am the one. Do you get it? So, if you are talking of the, the chef, so if you are talking about the anointing, and I know, follow. Take a book. Read. Take a message. Listen. Preach. Go for follow-up. Do this. Do that. And I'm doing. Then you come, and you see all the people sitting there. What would you say? Say the person is a good pastor. Another person is still praying for anointing. So between this one and this one, who just followed, who is anointed? Yeah, follow the one that followed. That is the anointing. That is the anointing. So it's the same way with prosperity and success and all those things. You see, there are certain traits. If you have them and you do, you follow. By the time you realize, you are already, because you, are, you, you would definitely fall into it. So instead of waiting for something big to become prosperous today, look for why Jesus said so. And instead of waiting for someone to come and have a convention and pour oil. And some of you, all oils have been poured on you now. We don't even know which kind of oil. Which kind of oil? They said, which kind of oil should be poured on you now? Engine oil? Fresh oil, 
True oil, loop oil, shell oil, every oil. Every oil will be poured on you. But if you don't have these things, if you don't have these things, and what are these things? Let's go to first, second Peter. So we introduce and we'll continue next week. Second Peter. So, I don't know how to cook rice, but I follow the recipe. And then I've done it. So when you came, what did you see? You saw rice. Jot off. That's what you saw. It's as simple as that. So, 2 Peter 1, 5 to 8. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity, which is also love. Look, look at 8, verse 8. Say that, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the main catchphrase is that you shall neither be what? Barren nor unfruitful. If these things are in you, there is no way you will be barren or you will be unfruitful. Everything you do will be fruitful. Your life will prosper. Your business will succeed. Everything about you will be successful because these things are in you and they abound. And these are traits, very powerful, I mean, traits that if you see the importance of them and you do it, you will neither. You see, barren means that it is, there's nothing there. Empty. Empty. Fruitless. Nothing. You started a business, no profit. You started life, not, you have nothing to show for the life that you are living. But I say, if these things are in you and they are bound, that you continue to do it, they are bound, there is no way. Hallelujah. There is no way that you are going to be what? Barren or unfruitful. Hallelujah. And so if you look at, um, I believe, the chapter 2 of the book, you will see those character traits. And you see something like diligence. Diligence is an attitude. Say it's an attitude. <laughs> you see diligence. Now, you ask yourself, what has diligence got to do with my success and prosperity? Do you get it? And you see that almost everyone you know who has done well, who has succeeded in anything that he or she is doing, you see that this thing is there. Diligence. Amen. So do you want to have more? We used to have some magician in, in Ghana or so. He said, when he goes, he's going to do magic. He said, when I say more, say more. When I say more, say more. When I say more, say more. Then he took handkerchiefs and he'll be doing that. When I say more, say more. When I say more, then more. Professor also obey yeah. Professor Diago. No. You want more? Good. Diligence. 
diligence. See, if these things be in, are in you and they abound, you will never. Hallelujah. Never. These things are you and they abound, you will never. So what is diligence? Diligence is the persistent and relentless effort by an individual to solve a problem, to overcome difficulties, and to accomplish great things. Diligent and persistent effort. But I need you to do what? To, to do what? To do what? Solve what? Solve what? A problem. Which means the problem you have, that person also had that problem. But because of a certain attitude that the person had, he solved it and has overcome and is going on. But you met it and you stayed there. So it doesn't mean that the person also didn't meet that problem. So that you say, hey, this people, they are blessed. Oh, all that we are going through, they don't go through anything like that. You will see that once upon a time, the person also met that problem. But because of a certain attitude or a certain character of diligence, relentless effort, he solved the problem, she solved the problem, and the problem is now behind him or her, and it's going on. And for the problem to be solved, you need to be diligent. That is what it means. For the problem to be solved, you need to be what? Diligent. How many of you have seen KFC? KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Have you eaten some before? Yeah. Nice chicken. Nice fries. Do you understand? KFC. How many people want your restaurant to be like KFC? Or your business become in KFC has become international wherever you go, anywhere in the world. In fact, someday if you want to say that, that place is developed, look for KFC or McDonald's. If they are there, you are in a developed place. And wherever you go, you see the same sign, the same logo, everything is there. Go to uh, Chilibians, I don't know whether I'm pronouncing it, it's the uttermost part of the world. Somewhere in Siberia, you will see KFC there. I was surprised. You go and see McDonald's, the KFC is there. The same logo is there. Same taste. Same taste is there. But look at the story of KFC. KFC, look at the story of KFC. And you see why diligence is needed. When Colonel Harlan Sanders retired at the age of 65, he had little to show for himself except an old caddy roaster, a, a $105 monthly pension check, and a recipe for chicken. Knowing he couldn't live on his pension, he took his chicken recipe in hand, got behind the wheel of his van, and set out to make his fortune. His first plan was to sell his chicken recipe to restaurant owners who would in turn give him a residual for every piece of chicken they sold. Five cents per chicken. The first restaurant who, called on, who he called on turned him down. So did the second and the third and the next 1,000. They all turned him down. Hey. In fact... The first 1,800 1, sales calls Kenneth Sanders made ended in rejection. Still, 1,008 
2008 ended failures. Still, he continued to call on owners as he traveled across the USA, sleeping in his car to save money. Prospect number 1009, prospect number 1009, gave him his first yes. 1009 attempt gave him his first yes. Here, you may understand the definition of diligence better. The persistent and relentless effort by an individual to solve a problem, to overcome difficulties, and to accomplish great things. So he, he, he went on. He went on. Maybe if you had the same recipe and you went 500 times and you stopped, and you see Kenneth Sanders, you don't have to say that he is blessed, though. No. He, he made sure that he continued till he overcame. Yes. After two years of making daily sales, daily sales, he has signed up, he has signed up a total of five restaurants. Still, Kenneth Sanders pressed on, knowing that he had a great chicken recipe. And that someday, the idea will catch on. Of course, you know how the story ends. The idea did catch on. By 1963, the colonel had 600 restaurants across the country selling a secret recipe of Kentucky Fried Chicken with 11 herbs and spices. The secret was 11 herbs and spices. And he knew that this one, it made the chicken different. So I will make sure he sold it, he sold it. In 1964, he, has, he was bought out by future Kentucky Governor John Brown. Even though the sale made him a multi-millionaire, he continued to represent and promote KFC until his death in 1990. And his story does what? It teaches us that you should always continue, never give up. Is that not so? The story teaches that you should never, ever give up. Let me give you another example of diligence. Have you heard of Abraham Lincoln? Who was Abraham Lincoln? Who was the candidate of which of the parties in Ghana? <laughs> Listen. Abraham Lincoln, a famous president of the United States of America, is another good example of an inexorable, never give up, never give in man of diligence. Go after it. In spite of repeated failure and difficulties, he persisted in his political mission until he was successful. Some of you guys, the only thing you are diligent in when you are pursuing a woman, a girl. Now they bounce you, then you go. They bounce you, and you go. Never give up. That's the only way you can you persist in. Sabayek. Hmm. Notice how his numerous defeats did not deter him. He, his persistent and his relentless effort paid off in the end. He failed in business in 1831. Hmm. Look at his story. He failed in business in 1831. He was defeated for legislature in 1832. He, he experienced a second failure in business in 1833. He suffered a nervous breakdown in 1836. Hmm. He was defeated for speaker of the, 
whatever, Senate, whatever. He was the speaker in 1838. And he was defeated for elector in 1840. He was defeated for Congress in 1843. And again defeated for Congress in 1848. Hmm. He was also defeated for Senate. You know, you have Congress and Senate. He was also defeated for Senate in 1855. Then he was defeated for Vice President in 1856. I'm sure internally to he was defeated. Then again, he was defeated for Senate again in 1858. Just say, defeat, 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 defeat. Then he was finally elected president in 1860. Oh, put your hands together for this man's persistency. He was finally selected for president. After 29 years of diligence. So you see that no matter what you say and no matter what you think, this is a special quality that if you have and you believe in what you are doing, it's a positive attitude that will take, give you more. Are you getting me? More. If you wanted to be a, 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 a by now, you, when you started the bar center and you were facing all those problems, if you had persisted, even in coronavirus, by now, your percent, you, you'll, be, you'll be happy. But you see, after the 50th attempt, you have stopped. And we are all sitting here. You've given up, you're all sitting here. But some of the percent leaders are still persisting. Some of the percenters have even backslidden. But some of them are still persisting in spite of coronavirus, in spite of whatever. And that thing, if there's a calling on your life, but then you realize you are standing in the calling. In the midst of plenty of people that you are preaching to, because of certain positive attitude that you have, quality that you have. Are you getting what I'm saying? So let's read a few scriptures and we'll close. You like the scripture, isn't it? Proverbs 10:4. So never give up. Oh. Diligent people always end up doing well. Yes. It says that Proverbs, what did I say? Reverse 10 4. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Not the hand of the rich, we said the hand of the diligent maketh rich. So you may be sitting here this morning, you don't have anything, but there's something you are pursuing, an education you are pursuing, a business you are pursuing, something you are pursuing. Just keep on. You may fail today, you may fail tomorrow, but there are examples of people who continued. Thousands and six times the man did attempt. Kenneth Sanders failed. You would have stopped. I know people, they, rent, they get a shop today. They work sometimes and they change their shop to another shop. They run their shop. They move from place to place. They don't understand. There are certain things. Eh? It even takes time for people to know where you are and identify with as a community something or. And even where you are, nobody is there, but people will grow and come and take over the place and come and meet you there. So you are like the community church, area church, area, area, area pharmacy, area this, area Kelewele seller. Yes. Hmm. Proverbs 12, 24. Proverbs 12, 24. The hand 
of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. So the diligent will always rule you. The diligent. So who that, he that hath. So the story of the talent, you see that the other people, they will always rule the guy who they didn't have. He will always be under them. Because he didn't have. And he's diligent. So don't, don't be surprised that somebody is always ruling you. You are thinking of vaccine. Why can't you make your own vaccine? Why can't you? And somebody has now done it. And he's bringing it to you. You beg for it. They'll bring it to you. They'll say, poorest countries. And they'll bring 600,000 to, to how many million people? 30 million people. Minus their five years and I think those who, who can't take it. And a few pregnant women, I think. They are bringing it. They are ruling you. Now when they come, we have to share ourselves. These people will get, this people will get, this will get. And now we all think we need to get your ten. You all think we need to get your ten. They are ruling you. The diligent. You may have had independent, but be independence, but because of a certain lack of something, you are still being ruled. You have independence, you are still being ruled. Poor and proud. You, you have your independence, but you are still being ruled. What do you like it or you are still being ruled? Yeah, you're required to go and stand in there. You wake up at 4 a.m. to go and make a queue for a visa to go to that country. Yeah. 4 a.m. To go and stand there, you and your wife. And you park your car, they say no car. So you go and stand there. People are passing. And they are looking at you, you and your wife, you are in the queue. They give you car, <laughs> paper. Number six. Then you can, oh, number one to this. Then you know, I, <laughs> and you see people, they'll put on ties. Someone who has never worn a suit before. In the sun, one suit. It's that the suit is even longer than the, like the suit like that here. These children, oh, they big fat, fat file to go and prove. <laughs> you go and prove that why he must go and when he goes, he will come back. Why? Somebody's diligence is what is ruling you. Somebody's diligence that the whole country must be educated so you can't be deceived by politicians. Because before you vote, you must know why you are voting for. I know I, can, I visited a country. They told me that it was a policy in the country that no, the people shouldn't be educated. Yeah. So that's why. So the president knew that if they get educated, they will know the system, so we can't lie to them. Yeah. A country in a certain continent. I said, wow. And so they said it was a deliberate policy for years. So between that country and this place, you will see that Ghana is United States. If you compare that country to Ghana. I was shocked. It was a deliberate policy. So somebody is diligently educating his people, diligently them because of politics. Because of even something that is good, something that is good, because of politics, you will not do it. Then you forever continue to serve. I mean, even because of politics, you see a good, a good policy that can help a whole nation. But because one become, belongs to red and one belongs to green, the professor in the green would always professor something, something will get tapped. That's what me all this NC, what do you call them? The ones in the social. Those people, 
civil society organization or civil society. So I don't believe all of them. All of them, they have politics behind them. Only all of them. Most of them, maybe. Most of them. Most of them, even if they don't talk, they won't get funding. They won't get funding, so they have to talk and criticize. To, they even have to go and wash your dirty linen in public. Look, every country has secrets. too. Thank you. Everybody has secrets. Wanting to stop. Then somebody now go and sell your secret for funding. And you two are there. You will serve. Hey, I don't know why I'm getting to all this. Amen. He that had. Hmm. Proverbs 21.5. Can I give you another example of something? Okay. Proverbs 21.5. After this, I'll give you another example. What is Proverbs 25? Is it Proverbs 21.5? The thoughts of the diligent tend only to be plenteousness. Tend only to be what? The thought of the diligent tend only to be plenteousness. Wow. But of everyone that is hasty, only to want. So, plenty. Go to places, there are plenty. And go to other places, they have nothing. Even what they have, the oil they found, the fish in the sea, people have come to take it away. Even what they have, they are taking it away. Hey! Charlie, you want a husband, then you got a husband because of certain bad character you have. Even after they get a husband, somebody is taking a husband away. Bring it home. Don't look at me. Bring it home. Bad attitude. Hey. Somebody's praying that I don't go there. Another important trait that we need to make it, which I'll just give the example and I will go home today, is virtue. Virtue. And next week I'm going to give you a certain example. Nobody will want again. If the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want eh? There is something you have to do so that the scripture, scripture works for you. Amen. Virtue. What is virtue? Virtue is goodness. Goodness. It's the personal trait that makes a person hardworking, energetic, and enterprising. Make the person what? Hardworking, energetic, and enterprising. Amen. Are you here with me? Virtue makes you do what is good and right. Always makes you do what is good and right. So let me give you an example of virtue. And then next week we'll go on. And this is about the story of Ching Chong Chang. There was a Ching Chong Chang. <laughs> next time you give it back to a child, you can change the Ching Chong Chang Tete. Something. Ching Chong Chang. Now, what is the story of Ching Chong Chang? This virtue. An emperor in the Far East was growing old and knew it was time to choose his successor. Instead of choosing one of his assistants or his children, he decided to do something different. He called young people in the kingdom together one day. He said, 
it is time for me to step down and choose the next emperor. I have decided to choose one of you. The kids were shocked, but the emperor continued. I am going to give each one of you a seed today. One very special seed. I want you to plant the seed, water it, and come back here after one year from today with what you have grown from this one seed. I will then judge the plants that you, have, you bring, and the one I choose will be the next emperor. One boy named Ching Chong Chang was there that day, and he, like the others, received a seed. He went home and excitedly told his mother the story. She helped him get a pot and planting the soil. And he planted the seed and watered it carefully. Thank God he didn't meet his father. Planted the seed and watered it carefully. Every day he would go, he would water it and watch to see if it had grown. After about three weeks, some of the other youth began to talk about their seeds and the plants that were beginning to grow. Ching Chong Chang kept checking his seed, but nothing ever grew. Three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, still. By now, others were talking about their plants, plants but Ching Chong Chang didn't have a plant, and he felt like a failure. Six months went by, and nothing in Ching Chong Chang's pot. He just knew he had killed his seed. Because he thought something must have gone wrong so that his seed is dead. Everyone else now had trees and tall plants, but he had nothing. Because of that, Ching Chong Chang didn't say anything to anybody. Not nothing to his friends. He kept it to himself. So when people can they are talking, hey, my plant is this. He was quiet. He said, oh, me, I've killed my seed. A year finally went by, and all the youth of the kingdom brought their plants to the emperor for inspection. Ching Chong Chang told his mother that he wasn't going to take an empty pot. But his mother told him to be honest about what had happened. Ching Chong Chang knew his mother was right, so he took the empty pot to the palace. When Ching Chong Chang arrived, he was amazed at the variety of plants grown by the other youth. Hey, the other youth is eh? <laughs> The other youth is. <laughs> they are blood trees, plants, different colors showing in the palace. Meanwhile, he had taken an empty pot. A few felt sorry for him and just said, hey, nice try. When the emperor arrived, he surveyed the room and greeted the young people. Ching Chong Chang just tried to hide in the back. Then he thought, what great plants, trees, have you people grown, said the emperor. Then he said, today, one of you will be appointed the next emperor. All of a sudden, the emperor spotted Ching Chong Chang at the back. The name is Ching Chong Chang. 
If you forget anything in church, don't forget Chin Chong Chang about virtue and KFC. Do you get it? Hmm. And Abraham Lincoln. When you remember to, to let you remember the message. Chin Chong Chang, the emperor spotted Chin Chong Chang at the back of the room with his empty pot. He ordered his guards to bring him to the front. Ching Chong Chang was terrified. The emperor knows I'm, I'm a failure. Maybe he will have me killed for killing the seed. When Ching Chong Chang got to the front, the emperor asked his name. Say, my name is what? Oh, now you know him. He replied. All the kids were laughing and making fun of him because he came with an empty pot. The emperor asked everyone to be quiet. He looked at Chen Chong Chang and then announced to the crowd, Behold, your new emperor. Wow. His name is Chen Chong Chang. And Chen Chong Chang didn't believe what was happening. How could he be the new emperor? Then the emperor said, One year ago, I gave everyone here a seed. I told you to take the seed, plant it and water it and bring it back to me today. But I gave you all boiled seeds. Which will not grow. I gave you what? Boiled seeds. What will not grow. All of you, except Ching Chong Chang, have brought me the trees and plants and flowers. When you found that the seed will not grow, you substituted another seed for the one I gave you. Cheng Chong Chang was the only one with the courage and honesty to bring me a pot with my seed in it. Therefore, he is the emperor. Wow. You see, you are clapping for Cheng Chong Chang. Even you are clapping for him. Why? Because, you see, that character... Virtue. You see, if you have it, if you have it, you have more. If you have it, you have more. These two Jews, they were going somewhere. And then they, they, they became very, I mean, they got lost somewhere. They became very hungry. So they saw this Muslim community. They saw this Muslim community. And they said, Charlie, we are tired or we are hungry. These people have food for us to eat. So let's go and find food to eat. When they got it, one of them changed his name and get, took an Islamic name. So he said, well, I'm called Muhammadi. Another went to me, I will not lie. I will say the truth. I'll be honest. So he said, I'm called, <laughs> what, Iran Sharon. <laughs> I'm called, I mean, it's a Jewish nice name. Benjamin, Baruch. Then the people said, we are, we are hungry, please, can you give us food? Then they gave the one who gave the Jewish name food to eat. The another one, he was hungry, they didn't give anything to eat. And do you know what they told him? He said, this is the month of Ramadan. So since you are a Muslim, one of us, then you have to continue to fast. Yeah. This is the month of Ramadan. So if you are a Muslim, we don't have any problems, so be with us and let's fast. So can you imagine the man is going to continue to fast? And his brother was eating. The one who said that he was eating, and you put the 
he put the smith here. And you look at his brother. Say, Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum. Then you eat. You eat. Allah. You eat. You Allah. You eat. You say you are doing. You are Moses. Now you are, you are doing Ramadan. Virtue. Count. But if these things are in you, you will never be barren and abound. You will never be barren nor unfruitful. So, there was no need. Amen. He that has. So the man, let's say, take the one. You see, Jesus said, thou, you see, you are, you are wicked and you are lazy. So Jesus actually said the reason why the guy didn't invest, because that mind would have made him to at least invest the thing. But because he didn't have a certain, how do I say, the character or something, it's, he's poor because he's poor. Even you ask yourself, and Jesus was not fair, why did he give the one, one talent? If, if the thing is a talent, knowing this person doesn't, how many of you, when you are going to give money to people to keep for you, and you saw, you came to church, you want to give your money for people to keep for you. You want to share it for them. You saw one person who had $2 million, and I had $1 million, and I had 100000 How many of you would give the one who has 100000 more of your money to keep for you? You know the 100000 he doesn't have experience in handling money. So that money will even kill him. So he gives to the experienced one. So even that thing that he gave me one talent. Why did he give one talent? He said, somebody, you ask yourself, why has God given me little? Because already he knows you can't do much with what you have. So even the little is for you to show something that you can do. Just be patient. If you're able to do the one, the next time it will not just be that he'll give you one. He can even go ahead and give you 20. Even more than the first one. What he's looking for is not the profit you made, the profit you made, but something in you. If you didn't have, that has changed. Something in you, if you had that, you have used it more. Amen. Are you here with me? So are you going to have more? If these things are in you and are bound, and it, te it tells us what they are which, are, which are those things? Number one is what? Diligence. Number two is what? Faith. Now, according to the scriptures. Number two is what? Sorry? If these things are in you and are bound, number one is what? Look at the scriptures. Look at the scriptures. Let me see. Let me see. Where is it? Uh, beside all this, giving diligence. Giving diligence. So diligence is the first one. Add to your faith. That's number two. Virtue, which is number three. Are you getting it? Add to your faith, which is number So faith is number two, which we'll talk about next week. And virtue, knowledge. Is your knowledge is what? Number nine. Number Number four, to knowledge what? Number five, and to temperance what? Number what? And to patience what? Godliness. And to godliness what? Brother, which number what? Eight. And to brotherly kindness, which is nine. So they are nine. If these things are in you and they are bound, they are bound. Pastor Francis says also, they are bound. It's automatic. That we shall come and we shall say, Jollof is cooked. It's as simple as that. We shall come and the house is built. We shall come and the things have been done. In the name of Jesus. 
why don't you put your hands up for Jesus? For this beautiful message that he has given to us. And let us stand to our feet and pray small. Just stand to our feet. You can't speak in time. I want to say, Father, these things that I've heard, they are things that I practically have to do. I practically have to have. So I'm praying for grace to have these things in me and to abound. If I don't have it, Lord, for opportunities to learn them, to have them. Obviously, he gave the one talent, the person wanted for him to learn something, to change something. So as any opportunity that I have to learn any of these character things, Father, give me the grace to overcome in the name of Jesus. Pray wherever you are, just pray. Pray. Yes, Pray. This is your breakthrough. This is your breakthrough. This is your breakthrough. Even they pray, you are not praying. This is your breakthrough. This is your breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Everybody still standing. I want every eye to be closed. And I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. This is your first time of coming here. You've been here before. But deep, deep down in your heart, you are not saved. You are not born again. You are not sure you go to heaven or hell when you die. Or if you die, you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I know that it's in Christ Jesus that we have life and we have forgiveness. So please, Pastor, pray for me to give my life to Jesus. Pray for me for God to forgive me of my sins. Please, Pastor, pray for me. Every eye closed, you want me to pray for you to give your life to Jesus. You came on your own or someone brought you here. But you want me to pray for you to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you right now. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high. God bless all of you. 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 God bless you. Now, if your hand is up, I see one, two, three, four. If your hand is up, kindly come to me for wherever you are. If your hand is up, kindly come to me for wherever you are. My sister, my brother, come. Put your hands together for them as they come. come you want to say, pray for me. Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just come for wherever you are. Just come. Where's the brother? Come. Just come. Put your hands together for them as they come. Social distances. God bless you. God bless you. Put your hands together for Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now together with this, maybe you are here for the first time. Somebody brought you here, invited you to come to church. Not for any other reason, but invited you to come to church. And you have come. And as you came, you have fellowship with us till now. We want to see you and we want to welcome you properly. So if you are here, this is your first time of coming. I need you to come to me. God bless you. Give them another line. Unless you want to give his life to Christ. Give them another rule. Are you here to give your life to Jesus? Or first timer? Yes. Another rule. God bless you. Put your hands together for them. Yeah, we'll put hands for them. My brother, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, those of you here, including those who came for visit, we all want to pray this prayer. After that, someone will talk with you. You receive those who have come as visitors, who are giving your life to Christ. 
and then we'll close the, we'll close the service and we'll be blessed. Amen. If you have any handbag or any phone you left on the chair, you can go for it when we pray and follow her. But let's pray together. Church, let's all join and pray together. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for today. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth. That Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Lord. And from today, and from today, I take Jesus. Into my heart and into my life as my Lord and my personal Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me of my sins and accepting me as your child, just as I am. From today, I am yours and you are mine. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you for listening to Active Word by Bishop Ishmael Sam. For copies of today's message or any other message by Bishop Sam, please contact us on 0244-534-816 or visit us at Loyalty House International, Abed Dawenya. You can also send Bishop Sam an email at pastorishmael at yahoo.com. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on 246 939-984 To support this program, send your donations via mobile money to 055-874-2922 or 050-940-0044 You can join us in worship via YouTube and Facebook Live at Bishop Ishmael Sam-DHMM Also at Loyalty House International HQ page you can also join us in worship this and every Sunday in our powerful gathering service at 9 a.m. at the Loyalty House International Abedowenya. God bless you.